Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Juliana. Juliana, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you would like me to wish a happy birthday to your child, or if you'd like to just hear their name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Love Cupid. Enjoy! I would like to tell you about a friend of mine. You might know them because of their adorable chubby cheeks, or their wings, or maybe all of the chocolate boxes that they show up on. I'm telling you, their marketing team must really know its stuff. They are everywhere around Valentine's Day. You might have guessed that I am talking about Cupid. And you're right. Cupid and I go way back. In fact, Cupid provided some beautiful music on the lyre at my wedding. But there was a time when Cupid and I were not the best of friends. In fact, Cupid wasn't really friends with anyone. 
When they first moved to Freshwater, some of us tried to welcome them with some homemade baked goods, but they just shut the door in our faces with a grouchy harumph. We thought it was a little weird at the time, but moving to a new house can be stressful, and the stress might have made them feel grumpy that day. So we let it go. About a week later, on a beautiful, sunny day, most of the town was shopping at the farmer's market, when we saw Cupid again. I tried to approach them to say hello, but they flapped their wings with such force that the wind pushed me away. It even knocked over a produce stand. When Cupid saw what they had done, they turned and flew away. More stories of Cupid's unfriendliness seemed to spread across the town like wildfire. It wasn't kind for us to gossip, but it seemed like every day there was a new story about Cupid. It seemed like all Cupid wanted was for us to leave them alone. So, eventually, we did. That was pretty unusual for such a tight-knit community like Freshwater, but we wanted to respect what we thought they wanted. So Cupid stayed away from us, and we stayed away from them. A few months passed by, and eventually it was February 14th, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is always a fun day in Freshwater. The whole town comes alive with decorations of love and friendship. Multicolored recycled paper garlands hang between the trees. The kids of Freshwater decorate their windows with hearts and stars. The air always smells like chocolate and freshly baked snickerdoodle cookies. Even thinking about it now makes me hungry. And best of all, on Valentine's Day, the residents of Freshwater always make sure to tell the people in their lives how much they love and appreciate each other. To be clear, we say that to each other on most days anyway, but there's something about Valentine's Day that is always a nice reminder that we have so many people in our lives to be thankful for. Well, on this Valentine's Day, as I went around the town to bid my hellos and spread some Valentine's Day cheer, I had this nagging thought in the back of my mind. Every neighbor I greeted or friend I hugged reminded me that although I was having my typical lovely Valentine's Day, Cupid was not. They were spending their Valentine's Day like every other day since they came to Freshwater. Totally alone. So I decided to check up on them and to bring them a basket of snickerdoodle cookies because those things are seriously delicious. Now, I know that some people are very happy to be by themselves, and if Cupid felt that way, that would be no big deal. But I thought I would check in, just in case there was more going on. I knocked on Cupid's door and heard footsteps on the other side, followed by a heavy sigh. <sighs> the door swung open, and there was Cupid. They didn't look grouchy or grumpy or angry to see me. In fact, their eyes started to water, and they looked like they were about to cry as I held out the tastiest-looking snickerdoodle I had in the basket. 
They grabbed the cookie and took a bite. I could have sworn I saw the tiniest hint of a smile, followed by another bite, then another bite, until the entire cookie was in their mouth. Come in, come in, they said, mouthful of cookie. I followed Cupid inside and was shocked by what I saw. Their house was decorated for Valentine's Day in the most beautiful, glorious, cheerful way I could have imagined. Gold and silver shimmering strands of tinsel hung from the ceiling. Glittering hearts and stars covered almost every surface. Bowls of chocolate and other candies sat on every single tabletop. I would have thought, based on what I had assumed about them, that they would have hated Valentine's Day. It seemed like they didn't like anybody. Why would they like a day that celebrates love and friendship? Cupid saw my flabbergasted expression and chuckled. <laughs> now what were you expecting, huh? I shook my head, no, and said, Cupid, I had no idea that you liked Valentine's Day. Like it? Cupid said. More like love it. Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. It's part of my job, after all, which is to spread joy, love, and friendship. They pointed to their torch and their quiver of heart-tipped arrows in the corner. That torch right there helps me reignite the flames of friendships and relationships that have lost their spark. And my quiver of arrows can help people fall in love. There is nothing I love more than helping the world become a happier, more loving place. And celebrating love and friendship, especially on Valentine's Day, usually fills me with so much joy. Cupid's big smile began to droop. But everything changed when I moved to Freshwater. I really haven't lived too far from home before, and I was really nervous about making new friends. So when you and the others came to visit on the first day I had moved in, I was so nervous and so self-conscious. I hadn't even decorated yet. I didn't know what to say, so I just shut the door. As Cupid and I snacked on the cookies from the basket of snickerdoodles, Cupid began to explain their experience of the last few months they had in fresh water. It turns out their experience had been quite different from mine. After slamming the door on us, they felt nervous that they had made a bad impression. And if they had made a bad impression, they felt even more nervous to try and make new friends. Then, the next week, when they saw the farmer's market, Cupid decided to go shopping, thinking it might be a good opportunity to try to meet new friends. When they saw me approach, they thought I might be angry with them and got so nervous that their wings began to flutter, just like butterflies flutter in my stomach when I feel nervous. Cupid explained, I didn't mean to knock the produce stand over, but I felt like I couldn't control my nervous wings. I probably should have stayed to help clean up, but I felt so embarrassed and so anxious that 
I flew away. I understand that feeling, I told them. Sometimes when you're anxious, even the littlest thing, like accidentally knocking something over, can feel like a big deal. Cupid explained that they were really hard on themselves after that incident. They felt like they should have been able to make a better impression, what with their job of helping bring love and friendship into the world and everything. They had put so much pressure on themselves that they began to feel nervous all the time. And what's more, they felt angry at themselves for feeling the way that they were feeling. They felt so overwhelmed by their feelings that it made doing their job difficult. Now I can't even get my torch to light, and I'm so distracted that I'm having trouble aiming my heart-tipped arrows. And it's Valentine's Day, the best day for my job, and now I can't even do it properly. I just feel too bad about myself, they said. I sat for a second, and I thought, and I thought some more. It seemed like if Cupid was having trouble loving and being kind to themselves, it was no wonder they were having trouble bringing love to other people. It's kind of like if you have water in a cup and someone else has no water in their cup, you can pour some water from your cup into their cup for them to drink. But if you don't have water in your cup, how can you give water to anyone else? You have to refill your cup first. We need to find a way to fill your water cup, I exclaimed. They looked at me puzzled. Well, well, we need to help you be kind to yourself and love yourself so that way you can bring love and friendship to others. So Cupid and I sat and brainstormed a list of activities that they love to do that would help them feel like they were refilling their emotional cup. We wrote down every activity that brought Cupid joy and helped them feel less anxious. By the end, we had a long list that included baking, going hiking, playing the lyre, singing, reading a book, and more. For the next few hours, Cupid and I started working through their list. We started by baking some delicious Valentine's Day brownies. As the smell of chocolate filled their house, I saw Cupid beginning to smile. As the brownies cooled, Cupid and I went on a short hike. The fresh air felt cool and refreshing on our faces. We shared stories and I told them about the people of Freshwater. Cupid seemed interested in getting to know everyone and threw out the idea of throwing a Valentine's Day party for our neighbors. After all, their house was exquisitely decorated for the day. It would be perfect for a party. The thought of bringing people into their home and celebrating their favorite day of the year made them laugh with joy. <laughs> As we returned to Cupid's home, Cupid asked me to spread the word about the party and they would tidy up their house a little bit. Before I turned to go, I saw Cupid pick up their torch in the corner. To their surprise, the torch lit up, filling the room with a beautiful golden glow. Wow, said Cupid. 
I couldn't get this to light before when I wasn't feeling so good about myself. But now that I did some activities that I love and spent some time caring for myself, I feel a little bit better and the torch lit right up. Cupid smiled to themselves and wondered aloud. I guess before you can bring joy and love to the world, you need to make sure you have enough joy and love in yourself. They began singing to themselves contentedly, and I left. As I spread the word about Cupid's Valentine's Day party, people didn't believe me at first. They had made some assumptions, like I had, that Cupid wasn't a friendly person. But also like me, their attitude changed right at the front door when Cupid greeted them with a freshly baked brownie and welcomed them into their home. The party was one of the most fun parties Freshwater had ever had. And at the center of it, Cupid was having a blast. They played a concert on the lyre. They helped two friends who were fighting rekindle their friendship. They even found me at one point and introduced me to someone who they just had a funny feeling I would get along with. She later became my wife. I have no idea how Cupid knew, but they are Cupid after all. From that day on, Cupid was a very involved member of the community here in Freshwater. And when other people are feeling down, they are one of the first people to reach out and remind them to be kind to themselves. Oh, I almost forgot. Cupid asked me if I could read you this message. Cupid says, I hope you have an amazing day. Remember, as important as it is to send love and friendship out into the world, it's just as important to make sure you're showing yourself some love too. Happy Valentine's Day. Love, Cupid. That was Love, Cupid by Megan Bagala. Performed and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham, and assistant produced by Chad Shanai. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you liked this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Being a princess ain't about the dresses.